shake a hand, be, you know, church, you usually just come in and you leave and don't really get to see anybody, but, you know, that's really not what the Bible meant when it says, forsake not the gathering together of the saints. It's not about just meeting in a room, it's about connecting with people. Gathering together with the saints doesn't mean just showing up and going home. <laughs> Got to connect. Smile at somebody, make them happy, share your gift. You know, one thing the church needs to realize, too, is that, that God's given us gifts. He's given us fruit. And one thing we need to realize is that the gift and fruit that God's given us is not for you. In other words, your fruit is not for you to enjoy. No apple eats its own fruit. The apple on the apple tree is for the passerbyers. So your fruit that God's given you is to bless other people with. So what's the sense of having fruit if you're not around other people to bless them with? It's a waste of fruit. It's not so you can be happy. It's so someone else around you can be happy. My long suffering is for joy. That's a joke. Mine is for him. Yeah, that's more like hers long suffering is for, for you, for me. No, anyway. Hallelujah. Are children ready? Father, in the name of Jesus right now, we lift up our children to you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will move in the hearts and the minds of the ministers that are teaching and developing your servants, your sons and daughters that are going to serve in your kingdom, that are going to make an impact. I thank you that they are future ambassadors to your kingdom in this world. And all God's people said, amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Tammy, do we have some announcements? Come on up here. You probably don't want to run up there, do you? No. That's all right. I'll hang I'll hold this. this Good morning. <laughs> um, upcoming is our traditional quarterly breakfast. And also, we have Whitney's going to have a baby shower. So we're going to combine both of those and have a brunch on April the 3rd. The men are going to cook traditional pancakes and sausage and biscuits and blah, blah, blah. And the girls are going to cook, yeah. I'm new to... Traditional I, I'm, I'm hearty to, breakfast. I'm new to the Grant area. I don't <laughs> know what blah, 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 blah is. Well, whatever they come up with. Okay. <laughs> and the girls are going to do, like, fruit and breakfast casseroles. So we should have a wonderful time, and everybody is invited and to participate. Saturday, April the 3rd. And what time? 10 o'clock. And who's invited? Everybody. Can, can they bring somebody else? You bet. Okay. Free? Yes, free. Okay. We get to fellowship and watch Whitney open presents and for bring the baby. A for Whitney. Cause Actually, not for her. Well, hopefully Tegan will. Well, Tegan might be here. He was here uh, since uh, Tori was early, but Tegan will be here soon after that. So she needs lots of goodies to help out. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, Wednesday night. Um, I'd almost, I, I don't know if I'm brave enough to ask somebody to give a testimony about Wednesday night. Uh, anybody got a positive testimony about Wednesday night? <laughs> no, Wednesday night's, uh, I, I wish everybody could come on Wednesday night. I wish Sunday morning could be like Wednesday night. Wednesday night is just really low key. Uh, it's, it's so, for me, I enjoy just being able to talk about the Word of God in a way that's hopefully bringing reality and making it real in your life, but but we're having well over 20 people every Wednesday night, you know, and it's just, it's just good stuff. We set up the, the, if you're wondering what the board is over here, that gets set up here in the front. We put out tables. 
uh, we, we have the coffee and we just sit back and talk about God's word. Amen? Amen. And hopefully learn things we've never learned before. See things we've never seen. Why? The scripture says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Not what the preacher's saying, what the spirit is saying. Amen? Amen. Well, we have a tremendous blessing this morning. Uh, I'm going to introduce Keith Olivier to you. Keith, if you just come on up here, and, and they're going to get his, his CDs ready. Uh, Keith is an old friend of mine that I didn't know I had. <laughs> and uh, God sent him our way to bless us this morning with his gift. See, this perfect example of God giving someone a gift so we can enjoy it. Amen. Now he can sing in the shower all he wants to, which I'm sure he does. But uh, if we can turn on some lights up here, Don, so we can see, and um, uh, I think you'll enjoy this. It's yours. shown us what life is for, bring back the glory, make us like you once more, bring back the music, the trust, the wonder that's just like a child. Who has never known pain, bring back the glory, the glory again. So give me a cause that is grand. And a vision to stand that calls for the best I can be. Something worthy to live for, a reason to give everything that I ever could be. Oh, the more. 
God the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Bring back the glory. I like to say this. You probably heard where they're talking about the last earthquake that the axis was taken off. And they said that the days will be short. Well, my Bible, the one I read, tells me that there will be shortened days. Amongst everything, earthquakes in diverse places and the such, Men will be lovers of themselves, homosexuality and the like. You can put me in jail, I'm still going to heaven. But you know one thing, when it says, when you see these signs, look up, for your drawing is nigh. They could throw a whole bunch of preachers in jail, but I guarantee you, when the trumpet sounds and the shout and the twinkling of an eye, 600 millionths of a second, them jails will bust wide open and folk will be going to heaven. This is a glorious and happy day. We're looking and expecting Jesus to come right now. Because tomorrow may not happen. But right now, we're expecting the coming of the Lord. But during that time, we need to take time to present ourselves holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service, Romans 12. It tells us that. But we must take time to get as close to the Lord as we possibly can because the Lord is trying to tear us apart. But the Bible tells me in Romans 8, it says that nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Spend time with him and you will find out the wonders and the glory and the presence of God as you've never experienced. Amen. Just waiting 
my time with you. So what will I have to offer? How can I truly care? My efforts have no meaning when your presence isn't there. Time for power if I'll take my time to pray. I stay right here beside you, cause you never have to say I miss my time with you. Those are moments together. I need to be with you each day. And it hurts me when you say. You're too busy, busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me when your spirit's empty? There's a longing in my heart, wanting more than just a part of you. It's true. to be with you each day and it hurts me when you say you're just too busy busy trying to serve me but how can you serve me when your spirit's empty there's a longing in my heart wanting more than just a part of you my time with you. It's true. I miss my time with you, Lord. 
special and precious times. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Keith. This is their anniversary tomorrow. They just came up to visit uh, the Durant area. They're, they make their home out of Arlington. And uh, God just blessed them, blessed us with them Amen. this week. Amen. Amen. So, uh, my mother's here. Don't ask her any questions about my childhood. It might explain a lot of things. And again, my daughter's here and uh, visiting. So, we have any other visitors this morning? We just want thank you for being here. Welcome to River Life Church. And I, again, I, I'm going to say this, I can't help, but, you know, some of you, I was talking to Bobby uh, this morning, he, he's been part of this body for, you said, 13 years? Uh, the name River of Life is just not a name. Sometimes we just grow accustomed to what God has declared. And then sometimes God has to bring someone in to um, bring life to the name. Um, and I believe he's going to bring many people in to bring life to the name. But it's not by chance that somebody, some group of people, whether it was one or two or three, I believe God prophetically used those people to declare this body to be a river of life. Do not take it for granted. Please. It's so easy. See, they took Jesus for granted. Jesus, the, the manifest Son of God. In this world, everywhere he walked, he was manifesting the kingdom, the kingdom principles, the kingdom authority, the kingdom provision, the kingdom love. The character. But in his own hometown, he couldn't manifest the kingdom. Because the people didn't honor him and recognize him for who he is. They saw him for who he was, the carpenter's son down the street. But they didn't recognize. They, they had grown used to Jesus being just a carpenter's son. Please never just grow used to God's presence. Never. All right, turn with me to the book of Romans. Book of Romans chapter 14. We've been talking about the kingdom the last few weeks. Uh, we're going to continue in this. We may not accent the kingdom, but you really can't talk about anything in the new covenant without talking about the kingdom. What's so fun is I'm hearing people come up to me and say stuff like, I've never seen, I never noticed how much kingdom was mentioned in the Bible. In the New Covenant, in the book of Matthew, the kingdom of heaven is like unto this, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus came preaching and teaching the kingdom of heaven. The first week we started talking about this, we laid a foundation to help you understand the concept we, we really hit the word concept, the concept of kingdom. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we talked about that real quickly where it says, the heavens is the realm of the unseen, and the earth is the realm of the seen. It's the physical realm and the spiritual realm. Heaven is the spiritual realm, the one that you don't see. Earth is the realm that we see. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. It doesn't say the heavens was without form and void because the heavens had form and void. Uh, it, it had form. It had substance. It had authority. It had a, a hierarchy of angels. It had God was ruling and reigning in heaven. Amen? Amen? And God's desire was to bring the invisible into the realm of the visible. Does everybody understand that? I don't know how much clearer I can make it. In the beginning, God created the unseen and the seen. And in the realm of the unseen, His realm was full and intact. His character, His atmosphere, the way He wants things, His will and His domain. A king has authority in His realm. It's called His domain, His dominion. He had dominion in heaven, and He wanted to have dominion in the physical realm. And so God created the earth and placed man in the earth and gave him dominion of the earth and said here name the animals whatever you want you have dominion it's mine but it's yours he gave man the authority to subdue and take charge to have dominion man decided he was going to give that up at the, God, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he rebelled against God's plan. He, 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 he didn't flow with what God's plan was. He gave over his authority. Jesus had to come back to take back the authority that, we, that man gave up originally. See, one of the things we learn in, in our Wednesday night class, we do a lot of teaching on spirit, soul, and body. Just like salvation, there's one salvation, but it manifests three ways. Salvation, uh, you were saved, you're being saved, and you're yet to be saved. Your spirit is saved, your soul is being saved, and your flesh will become saved or be glorified at death. The, the spirit is saved by the blood, the word saves your soul. The scripture says the implanted word is able to save your soul. And death is going to glorify your body. Man is three parts, God is three parts. Salvation is three parts, heaven is three parts. See, there was a heaven in the realm of the unseen. God desires that there be a heaven on earth. The prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, how be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven it's like a colony of heaven a colony everything is done the same way that it is in the motherland in the in the, the it, as of the original how many places in the old testament does it say that they built something on earth as they saw it in in heaven god wants the reality that's in heaven to be on earth now what we need to understand is that G, the uh, in the book of Romans here, chapter 14, verse 17, it says the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So there's 
four things here we need to talk about. We're going to talk about one today. One of them is righteousness, joy, and peace. But righteousness, joy, and peace are in, are through, are governed, are supported, are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You can't live in the principles of the kingdom of heaven on this earth without the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I can say that any more emphatic. We're going to learn some things today, and uh, I just want to clarify this. You know, Jesus even said, and we'll, we'll read the scripture in a second, but uh, well, let me just go ahead and we'll, we'll, let's hopefully follow the plan after we get on our glasses. It says here in 17, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. What was going on at this period of time that they were... Notice it says it's not eating or drinking because there was a lot of legalities going on saying, well, you can't do this and you can't do this. And, and it, it's about, you know, uh, it's a bunch of law and legalism was going on at the time. And Paul was saying, listen, it's not about your legalities, whether you do this or whether you don't do this. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 17. Need to see this. We're going to do this real quick on purpose so we can get to our, our, to our last scripture. Is, and you know what that is, right? It means nothing. All right. Luke 17 verse 21. Let's start with verse 20. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. What Jesus is saying here is that the kingdom of God is not going to be established at this time as governments, rules, and authorities, as in physical manifestations of, well, there is the kingdom's president or the kingdom's this. It's not going to be a physical at this time. It is going to be something that is within you. It is going to be the Holy Spirit established inside of you. The, whole, the kingdom of heaven is inside of you. There will be a time when the kingdom of heaven is manifested on this earth with our Lord, when He comes in with a white horse and He brings in the millennial reign at the end of times where a thousand years, the physical manifestation of the kingdom of heaven is on this earth. Just like heaven. In other words, the way it is in heaven will be the way it is on earth. But there's a process. Spirit, soul, and body. Three parts. Heaven's heaven is manifested three different ways. In the spiritual, within us, and then one day in the physical realm. Just like there's, we're three-part being. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're spirit, soul, and body. Salvation is three parts. Heaven is three parts. 
See, there has to take something place inside of us. Heaven has to be manifested inside of us. John prays this. He says, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Before you can... The, the capacity for you to prosper and be in health is determined by the capacity or the healing and health that you have on the inside. The amount of kingdom that this world can obtain. See, see God's desire, His will, His, His concept. There's nothing more powerful in this world than a concept. A concept will determine your, 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 your uh, priorities. If you have the right priorities, you're going to have the right decisions. Jesus said, seek ye first the... In other words, your first priority should be about seeking. You can't seek without using the word passion. The church doesn't have any passion in general. In general, churches don't have any passion. They're not seeking. God's seeking. He's seeking who worships Him in spirit and in... In other words, God has passion about finding people that will worship Him. He's passionate about it. He's passionate about, about, about thanking. Matter of fact, I wasn't going to do this, but it jumped out all over me today. We just read there in chapter 17, verse 20. Look right above there. Remember, we, had, we, we did a whole teaching on Thanksgiving. We did four weeks on thankfulness. I called it the master key to the kingdom of heaven. The master key. This really has nothing to do with the message, but you've got to hear this. This stuff just jumps out at me. Every, I mean... This is, in verse 11, it talks about the ten leopards being cleansed. Has everybody heard that story before? Okay, since you've heard that story, we're going we're gonna to go right over here to verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorifying God. One out of ten. See, this is one thing that tell, you know that you, you begin to learn in life, but my goal is to have... Anyway, it says one out of ten. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice glorifying God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. You know who the other nine were? Jews, the most religious people on the planet. Religious people aren't thankful. Even when miracles take place. Churchdom has tried to make us into religious people. And even when miracles take place, we don't return and get on our face and say thank you and give him praise and glory with a loud voice. We just sit in our chairs, do our thing, and go home. And Jesus answered and said, Were there, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? 
Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? A person outside of religion will give God more praise and glory. This is all talking about the kingdom because Jesus himself said that harlots and tax collectors will enter the kingdom of heaven sooner than the religious. See, there's a kingdom of heaven. There's a thankfulness. There's a heart. Listen, most of us in here, I think all of us in here are, 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 are Gentiles. We're not Jews. We weren't born Jews. But that's not the issue. The issue is our religious mindset. Religion will kill the life of the kingdom. Religion, we read in the book of Matthew, Matthew 23, where it said that, that the, the Pharisees were keeping people. The words of Jesus said the Pharisees. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, who keep people from entering the kingdom. They were using this. To keep people from entering the kingdom. Jesus came and used this to get them to enter the kingdom. Remember, religion is man's attempt to duplicate God's original concept of relationship and kingdom. Religion will produce servants. Kingdom will produce sons. Which do you want to be? A servant or a son? Hmm. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, you don't need to turn there, it talks about the kingdom of heaven, the Holy Spirit coming in power. Mark 9, verse 1. Turn with me there real quick. Mark 9. And he said to them, Assuredly I say to you, that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see, everybody say see, the kingdom of God present with power. Uh-oh, well, you should have known me by now. If there's going to be controversy, I'm going to jump on in. We just got through reading the scripture saying that the kingdom of heaven is within you. And then over there in a millennial reign, there's going to be the physical where you see the kingdom of heaven on earth. And over here is the way God had it planned in heaven. And this is where he wants it to manifest on the inside of us. And it says, it is within you. But here the scripture says, you shall see it. That some of you, should I read it again? And he said to them, Assuredly I say to you that there are some standing here. He's talking to the disciples and the followers around him who will not taste death until they see. Everybody say, see. See the kingdom of God present with power. Now come on, you know where I'm going. Turn to me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1. Oh, I hope you just start seeing kingdom all over the place. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many unfallible proofs, 
being seen by them during 40 days. See, Jesus was with the disciples for 40 days. Now, what do you think he might be teaching about for 40 days? I think we need to understand. I, I want the book. I want this volume of 40 days of teachings of Jesus. What did he say during those 40 days that he didn't say before those 40 days? For 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom. Do you think understanding kingdom principles is important? He came back and spoke for 40 days on things pertaining to the kingdom. We have to have, we must have kingdom mentalities in the church. We need to understand who our Lord is and who we are. We are not servants. We are sons that serve. We serve because everything's been given to us already. Everything that pertains to life and God is already complete in the kingdom. But we're still out there trying to get it. We're trying to do things. Well, if I do this, God will give me this. No, listen, He's already done it. And sons understand that. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. This is God's promise. And come Easter, we're going to talk about some of this. It's going to blow you away. If you have no, listen, I don't care if you, even if you have plans going somewhere else, you need to come here, Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. You will hear a message about the awesome plan of God that I. I guarantee you, you're going to hear stuff that's going to blow you away. you never heard it before. Yeah. Guarantee it. Yeah. Bet you $100. Yeah. <laughs> I double dog dare you. How can I get you here? Triple dog dare? Can't get worse than a triple dog dare. <laughs> and so it talks about, and wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. So in other words, everything that Jesus had, had been teaching during his lifetime was concerning the promise of the Father, this one moment, this one event. When Jesus' first word was the kingdom of, repent for the kingdom of heaven is what? At hand. It's coming close. It's near. Here it comes. Watch this. For John truly baptized you with, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Oh, come on. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? See, they were looking for a manifested kingdom, something they could touch, something they could surrender to. What did he say? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall do witnessing. No. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, there's something that happens. Remember, in the book of Romans, we read where it said that the kingdom of heaven is righteous joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit gives you power to live in the righteousness God's given you. The Holy Spirit gives you power to live in the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. The Holy Spirit empowers you. This is what... This is why the Holy Spirit is so important. Because everything that's in heaven, God wants 
to be, have on earth. And the only way it's going to be manifested in your life is via the power of the Holy Spirit. There is, and this is being recorded, and if it rattles your feathers, good, I'm doing my job. You will not live in the victory of the kingdom of heaven on earth without being filled with the Spirit. There is a difference between being saved and being filled with the Spirit. Oh, show me a script. I'm glad. Who said that? <laughs> you should have known I have it. I'm going to show you one you probably hadn't seen before. See, what, what's happening is we have people that have words. You know, we, we talk, we're going to talk about this in the future, but remember, languages come from a mindset. The mindset produces the language. The language doesn't produce the mindset. The kingdom, every kingdom, every people's group has a language. When God divided the, the peoples at the Tower of Babel, He didn't divide the languages. He divided the wisdom of the world that had gathered in one place and said, this knowledge go here, this knowledge go here, and that knowledge produced a language that other people couldn't understand. And people just gathered together because of like mindsets. That's almost what happens in church. People go to churches where they have the like mindset. They think the same way. Doesn't mean what they're thinking is right or wrong, but they think the same way. We're supposed to be seeking those that have the mindset of the kingdom of heaven on this earth, the power and the authority, his ruling and reigning on the inside. But it's just not on the inside because Jesus said we should be able to see it. Told some of his disciples that there's going to be a day. Listen, some of you won't even die before the day gets here when you're going to see the what? Thank you. To see its power. Question is, I'm, I don't know how many of these we go through. That one doesn't, well, this one maybe, I threw the old one away. It has no power in it. It's drawn up. It's, it's gone because it, 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 it was all used up. Look at this. Turn with me to the book of John. John chapter 7. Are these getting up on the board at all? John chapter 7. We're not even going to try to put it back on. All right. Got to be instant in season and out. We can adjust. Mm. Are you ready for this? Verse 37. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out saying, Now, stop right here. Is, if you had a red letter Bible, is this in red? And Jesus is fixing to speak. And Jesus is fixing to say something. Anybody want to listen? Yes. Remember what Jesus did? He taught his disciples for three years. 
and came back for 40 days to ratify and put in them principles pertaining to the kingdom. Here's one of them. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says to believe, or has said to believe, out of his heart will flow rivers of life. See, some of you think that's all one and the same. But there's two actions here. One, where people come to Jesus and drink and get thirst. What I want you to get a, a, in your mind's eye up here, I want you to see a, a, a never-ending well inside of you of bubbly water. Okay? And I also want you to see a flow, a river of flow. That, that water being coming out or a flow of river. You know, something that has current to it, motion and movement. Now, they are two different aspects here. This is not talking about one singular thing. The Bible interprets the Bible. Verse 20, uh, 39 says, But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him could receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not been glorified. So what this is saying is this, church. That you can come to Jesus and make Him your Lord. But until you're filled with the Spirit. And see, once you make Him your Lord, you're going to have this never-ending satisfaction that you're okay. That you're, you know, you're, you've stepped into the kingdom. We, we started this whole thing out with a, a title saying, Born again, but entered in, question mark. See, a lot of us are born again. We've come to Jesus, and we have this bubbly, never-ending source. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. You are a saint. You're a king's kid. You're more than a conqueror. But we have not been empowered by the Holy Spirit because we've rejected or not moved into the realm of the Holy Spirit. This verse is saying that once you're born again, now you need the river. You need the Holy Spirit to empower you to let the river come out. The name of this church is what? River of Life. See, this church isn't going to be a church that's just about not making people thirsty anymore. It's about kingdom where the river's going to flow. The river's going to flow. Most of us have been damming up the river all of our religious life because we haven't tapped in to the power of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom came. The promise of the Father came in the form of the Holy Spirit on this earth. See, not only are we going to have Jesus in our life, but the Holy Spirit is going to let that Jesus come out. It's going to flow. People are going to see. Listen, ever since Jesus said, some of you won't die until the kingdom or its power is seen. This is what he was talking about out here in the book of Acts. He said, here is the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. It's a river 
that will always be effective. The word of the Lord came forth this morning through Frank that we are like those that are standing in a river not being moved. Why? Because we have our little never-ending bubbly well inside, and that's okay. But God doesn't just want that. He wants the kingdom of heaven to be manifested on this earth through you. One day, Jesus is going to come back and make it happen. You understand? One day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess because the sovereignty of God shows up. But for right now, the kingdom of heaven is in you. The question is, do you honor the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized in the Spirit? Have you been endued with to be a witness, not do it? Do people know there's something coming out of you? The scripture says, if you believe in Jesus, as the scripture says to believe, rivers of living water will come out of your, what? Your mouth. Why? Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to, so if it's in here, it's going to come out. The question is, and you be the judge, what's been coming out? What have you been hearing you say about you? Most of us don't need enemies because we are our worst one. Most of you just need to learn to be a friend to yourself. Husbands, you can't even love your wife unless you first learn to love yourself. Most men are just tormented, beating themselves up every day for the things they've done in the past. Old things have passed away. All things have become where? In the spirit. But we need to get it in our heart. We need to believe. See, I'm not who I, I'm not because of what I used to do. I am because of what he did. My identity, my sonship doesn't come from my daddy. It comes from my Abba Father. My mom loves to do genealogy, track down family lineage, and, you know, one day I'm going to find her in Ireland or England doing searches on our family. Well, Mama, you have to go all the way back to before the foundations of this world were created to find out my true identity. I choose to go all the way back. I don't do what I do because I have to. I do what I do because I want to. Because I'm a king's kid. I'm more than a conqueror. It's a kingdom mindset that will change your life. I was talking to some people last week and they said, you know, that they're struggling with this because they, they, they're hearing this, but they don't know how to apply it. You know what the word of the Lord had me tell them? Slow down. I just said, slow down. Most of us are so used to re reacting because that's the way we've always done it. That's what we're trained to do. And you just you blurt something out before, or you do something before you have a chance to think about it. Kingdom of heaven principle is stop. Consider your father. Be at peace. Make a decision. Respond accordingly to the kingdom. Not according to what you've developed, 
but what God has developed. Invoke the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, church. Go. We need to honor the Holy Spirit as much as we need to honor Jesus in His own hometown. We need to honor the Holy Spirit. If you go, oh, well, that's just what the church has always talked about. You're going to get just what the people in, uh, in Jesus' hometown got. Nothing. They could have had the manifest sons of God displayed in their presence when Jesus showed up. But they didn't honor him. Scripture says a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. A lot of us have honored Jesus. And a lot of us haven't honored the Holy Ghost. And everything that Jesus did pointed, even Calvary pointed to the promise of the Father, the establishment of the King. See, Calvary wasn't the end. It was the beginning of His kingdom on earth. Come on. Come on. See, if you just want to serve us, do what you always done. Remember, if you want something you never had, you got to do something you never done. But if you want an experience, a life full of power, I challenge you to honor what Jesus talked about, and He is the Holy Ghost, the most important person on this planet today. not our president it is the governor of the kingdom and most churches don't honor him stand up we're going to honor the Holy Spirit right now Holy Spirit We recognize your presence, your authority, your headship. Individually and corporately, as River of Life Christian Fellowship, as the pastor, as an elder, Matter of fact, I'm going to do what I see happening in the Spirit right now. I'm going to ask the elders to come up here. Come on up. Come on. Just turn and face everyone. Church, we, your elders, are committed to the kingdom of heaven on this earth. 
via the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what we want for you. Is the manifest presence of God in your everyday life. That's why we're elders. We are committed to it for you. I know personally, Joy and I are praying for each and every one of you. Again, we don't want just a service. Hear our hearts. We want you to experience the manifest presence of God. We want you to be endued with power to make a difference in the workplace. We want you to be endued with power to make a difference at family reunions. We want you to make a difference for His glory. And the way that first starts is by having an active relationship with. That song, He misses the time with us. That's the way I heard it. He misses the time with us. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life, this morning we want to pray for you. In your life, in your week, if you don't want prayer now, I'll pray for you during the week. I believe with all my heart for us to go forward into the things of the kingdom of heaven. It must be via the Holy Spirit. Hear our hearts. River of life. Mm, what a name. I wouldn't want to change that name for nothing. River of life. And you wouldn't believe how much power there is right now in this small group of people that we have. Have you ever been past the dam? when they let up on the floodgates. What happens when water is just behind the dam? It just sits there. Lots of it, but it just sits there. Until the floodgates are open, the power is released. Electricity can be made. Grain can be ground into flour. Things can happen. Church, I am praying that the floodgates that are in you open up and that we are about a river of living water making an impact thank you elders appreciate that if you need prayer this morning please come forward if you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior now is the time come thirst no more if you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and have never been endued with power to live righteous, to be righteous, to be full of joy, to be full of peace and empowered to express it. Oh, I want to get my hands on you this morning. I have faith for that. If you need healing, guess what? Jesus preached the message of the kingdom and went out healing all diseases. Again, I'm going to declare it. I've declared it before. But as we begin to declare the gospel of the kingdom, 
healing will begin to manifest in here and out there. Amen? Oh, yes, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Do you believe, church? Do you believe, church? His grace is sufficient. Remember, church, as we talked about last week, the word glory literally means the reality of God made present in our lives. It's God's reality. It's His kingdom. It's the kingdom of, it's, it's heaven being made in here. And everywhere we go, we are ambassadors. We're not citizens of this world, but we're citizens of a, another kingdom. I'm going to say this. Don't, don't, don't have hope. I hope you don't have trouble with the verbiage. But Jesus didn't come to make Christians. He came to make citizens. Of his kingdom that are sons and daughters walking in authority with a mindset that's in alignment with heaven think on these things what are right just pure and holy it will empower you to walk righteous just pure Father, I thank you for this opportunity you've given us to, to serve your word. I pray that your word has been found good ground, good hearts, receptive hearts, that your seed will grow and mature and bring forth 30, 60, and 100 fold return in this community. May we leave this place with our fruit being ready to be picked and served to the community. And all God's people said, Amen and amen. Hallelujah.